You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. I'm delighted to have you here with us, and I'm really, really excited about this conversation today. I, I am so incredibly impassioned about this movement that we're seeing in the convergence space around um, science and, and the medical fields and just really that example and that illumination of what um, so many have known to be true, but we have to be able to distill it down into um, the convergence level, right? If we can't actualize it, then it, it really isn't applicable and usable to the masses. And, and that's what a lot of us feel called into doing. And our and our guest today is no exception to that. Dr. William Pollock is his work. It really lights me up. Um, it, it, he's working in the pulsed electromagnetic field therapies. And in it is his recent book, Supercharge Your Health with PEMF Therapy, um, it is just chock full of really great information. If this stuff lights you up, and of course you're listening to the science of superpowers, so 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 we assume that there that the science element is is cool. We we like to geek out on it. Really, it's it it lights us up because it's proof that we're starting to see these shifts take hold. Right. I remember I had Dean Radin on at one point the, from the Institute of Noetic Sciences and. And that was the question. I, and, and I reference this a lot because that should be the question. Like, when are we going to live in the existence that we all know to be true? And, and so what, what um, Bill's work here is doing in that space is incredibly valuable. And, and I'm really excited to have him share that with you today. So we're going to go ahead and invite him into the conversation here. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure to be here. In fact, I, I, I'm very sorry. I may be having too much pleasure. <laughs> well, we don't we don't feel like we need to apologize for that around here. <laughs> We're all about that. So so let's jump in and say, what are your superpowers and how are you using them for good? Uh, my superpowers probably, again, uh, pr- primarily relate to being able to see realms and see uh, information and see connections that other people may not see. But at the same time, to make them translatable to people who don't have that sort of perception Um, Mm. but more importantly to take that information and make it practical practical in other words they they could apply it so it's not just a matter of dealing with concepts and theories it's taking taking science and translating and bring it down to a very practical level so when you're dealing with pain when you have a lot of pain or you have a major injury and you're trying to heal it well what can i do to help you now you don't know And what, what can I do to help you now in a way that doesn't require you to spend five years of learning or spend 10 years in a cave in the Himalayas? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Right. Because it's hard, it's hard to focus on some of the more subtle signs and growth processes if we have a lot of physical noise going on. Um, and so, so I love that you're speaking to this. And, and I do think that... Um, solutions sometimes get a bad rap in the more kind of spiritual woo-woo spaces is what we call them because we feel like, well, we should just be able to instantaneously heal ourselves. And while we can hold that as the standard, as, as the vision of wholeness, there are very real programs, realities, experiences, um, um, stories that our cells continue to tell that, that might say otherwise and, and, and how we butt up against the environment and how we butt up against each other, right? So, so there are things that occur um, that 
aren't necessarily built in accord with this vision that we're holding of, of our divine wholeness. And so there's some, some reconciling of that. And I think that um, therapies like, like the one that you're um, talking about and, and others are, are fabulous for that. Like, I think we got to cut ourselves a little bit of slack here. <laughs> like on some level, it's like, we can't, do you know, re- revamp everything simultaneously perhaps we can we can kind of snap a finger but um but the journey is really a big part of, of this experience so one of the for example as a family former family physician when you're seeing patients in the in the office setting you have uh, a schedule that some patients are 15 minutes and some patients are half an hour and some patients are an hour but basically it's like an er you have no idea what's walking in that door and you have to be ready for whatever is walking in the door. <laughs> and, and there are some people who are like rocks, you know, it, it, you have, it's, it's a very slow conversation. Mm. And there are some people who are like, and they're very subtle, they're very energetic, they're bouncing little fairies. And it's <laughs> wonderful to have those people because they break up your day and teach you that you do have people who are on another level. And you want to work with them too. So you have to be able to shift, pivot really quickly from a rock to air. And be able to do both. You can't judge that one is right and one is wrong. You have to say, okay, here's what there's this spirit, this person, this body uh, happens to be. And you take them at their word. You take them where they are and then try to do what you can with moving them to the extent that you can. Some of my most fun patients come to see me for cancer and we start to talk to them about cancer and all all we do is talk about psychology all we do is talk about spirit mm-hmm. and they never come back mm-hmm. why don't they come back because they got what they needed that's right they came to an that's md right. to get md-ness right <laughs> as i call it, i call it their ambities um and and they end up having a spiritual discussion and that's all they needed they didn't need anything mm-hmm. else Oh, so beautiful, beautiful. I love everything about your work and what you're talking about, about you. So thank you for the fact that you're willing to sit in this kind of weird space in between. Um, we're going to take a quick break, but before we do, where can we guide people to find out more information about you? So on a practical level, more, more again, world-based solidity, if you will, uh, drpawluk.com, that's D-R-P-A-W-L-U-K.com. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we're so grateful for that. I was like waiting for like, well, where do we go if we want to find you in, in the not so practical place? <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, I already know I'm the answer. Gonna, I'm not going to tell you. You'll have to find me. <laughs> oh, I do like a challenge. Very cool. Well, we will we will be right back after the break, folks. Make sure you're checking out superpowerexperts.com. And if you haven't signed up for experience your superpowers, make sure you go and do that. And if you're not into that, if you haven't finished that core one class for SIFA, you're going to want to get signed up for that. So you can make sure that your creative energy feel is active and pulsing and empowering you every step of the way. We're so happy to have you here with us. We're talking today with Dr. William Pollock, all about why I lost myself. I'm just so excited. The subtle energetics of traditional medicine. We will be right back after the break. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. 
Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the programs tab to get started today. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the Science of Superpowers. We're talking about the subtle energetics of traditional medicine with Dr. William Pollock. And before the break, he, he, he downloaded all this wonderful information and, and kind of a different perspective, I think, of, of how sort of the, the one with one side views the other sometimes, right? Sometimes it feels like we're at odds with each other in the energetic spaces and medicine. And, and it doesn't need to be that way. So many of us walk in that middle space. I know it's refreshing to hear um, an ND speak from that perspective, but really, truly, like, we, we get that this is happening. We get that these ships are going on. So, so honoring that work in that space that you're sitting in is super crucial and also normalizing it, right? Normalizing the fact that this is truly how it should be, right? We should be able to, to address our, our physical symptoms in, in, in spiritual ways, if that's what we feel called into and, and in physical ways when that's necessary. Also, we have lots of tools available to us. So, so share with us, how, how did you come to be comfortable um, sitting in this sort of space in between? Well, it's, it's problem solving. It's problem, again, it's trying to provide uh, people with solutions. I started originally uh, doing what I'm doing now with magnetic field therapy because I had a couple of people who almost died, a couple of patients who almost died from gastric bleeding from taking ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. And now, now... Long after that, we've discovered that there are about 16,000 people a year who are dying from gastric bleeding from taking non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, in other words, ibuprofen or aspirin. And so I said, this is crazy medicine. This is the definition of insanity, doing something over and over and over again, expecting (laughs) that there won't be any negative results. Mm -hmm. And so I studied acupuncture. And that was in 1990. And when I learned acupuncture, another system, a very subtle energy type system, um, I tried to bring it to my patients. And they wouldn't hear of it. You know, they'll say, what are needles? I don't want needles in my body. Mm. <laughs> so I tried to explain it to them, but said, I don't want needles in my body. Now, lo and behold, somewhere along the line, Madonna had a movie and she had needles all over her back in the movie. Well, now all of a sudden, acupuncture is okay. It's amazing. Never mind the science. You don't need the science. It's now, it's now <laughs> Hollywood. It's Right. So anyway, so I, I learned I learned acupuncture, but I couldn't practice it. So I said, I got to find another way to practice acupuncture without using needles. And I discovered that in the Orient, in the Eastern world, uh, they were using magnets on acupuncture points. So you could stimulate mm-hmm. an acupuncture point in many different ways. Needles is only one of them. You could use mm-hmm. lasers. You could use light. You could use pressure. You could use heat. You could use cold. There's many ways of stimulating a point. And magnets turned out to be one of them. And then from that, basically, it kind of like there's a curiosity. I said, what is happening here? It's a phenomenon I didn't understand. There was no paradigm for me to be able to understand it, except for an acupuncture paradigm. But I said, there's something else here that's going on between acupuncture and the magnet. Um, And so as I learned more and more about it, I began to discover over time that magnetic fields actually uh, stimulate acupuncture points and meridians because the acupuncture point and meridian system, people may not want to hear this, is not just a subtle energy system. Uh, it's an electrical system. It's a DC current That's system, right. subtle, but it's a DC mm-hmm. current system. And therefore, if it's a DC current system, it's subject to the laws of electromagnetics. And we all know that this 
the electromagnetism is the second force in the universe. It is the biggest force in the universe. Not the strongest necessarily, but the biggest. The entire universe is based on electromagnetics. And so acupuncture is an electrical phenomenon. We use chi, which is an electrical phenomenon. Uh, and we can move this around to create healing. But the difference between magnetic fields and acupuncture is that magnetic fields actually operate at the cellular level, as well as at the uh, energetic level. So I could now, with magnetism, I could now not only do acupuncture type actions in the body, but I could also now do cellular healing directly. And there are lots of stories about how magnets heal the body. Uh, and I'll share one right now. I had a three-year-old child who tore off the end of her thumb in a door jam. Tore it off. And the father, I got a call from the father, fortunately, before anybody else had at the child. Um, and I said, put it back on again. Get the doctor to sew it back on. Clean it up and just sew it on. And then we started doing magnetic field therapy. He happened to have a device. So let's do magnetic field therapy to this thumb. Long story short, literally. In three months, she was regrowing her nail. <laughs> I love it. I love the combination there. And it's it's a powerful conversation for us to be having. Of and and not and then of course it opens all kinds of other experiences of like, okay, what's interfering with that flow, right? Like where where are we not like tapping in where we could be or where where are those electromagnetic impulses be coming in from other places. So I, th I think it opens up a whole wealth of awarenesses if we choose to follow that. And I love that it came about from your curiosity. That was that was a big part of the discovery process in both the um, superpowers body of work and then also in the creation of, of CIFA in our space, the creative energy field activation came about for almost identical reasons was I'm a solutions person. You know, I did the critical race theory stuff in grad school. And I did the counter Intel stuff in the government and all of it was in this quest for finding solutions. Like really, how do I, how do you put together things that, that, um, you know, camps of people that are seemingly um, in opposition to each other, which is essentially what happens in the body, right? Like something's not harmonizing, something's not of accord. And um, we see the same exact dynamics in um, psychosocial situations. Um, especially if we look through an evolutionary perspective, the same things that you're discovering in the body, we're discovering amongst people, right? And our energetic outputs and inputs with each other. And so, so I love the fact that these are all kind of uh, harmonizing together. The more we understand about ourselves, the more we can understand about others and vice versa. And it creates this really beautiful macrocosm for us to play out these things that also happen on these really micro levels. Um, and so it's, it's, it's brilliant that, that the, uh, that you felt called into that and are willing to play in that and follow the curiosities, right? I think folks, if you if you take nothing else out of this conversation, which is crazy, because there's so much goodness in it and you go check out Bill's book here, because it is, as this is lighting you up going, wait, hold up, like, wait, we're, we're magnetic and we're, we're energetic and we're all of these things. We're so much more than we realize. And the kernel here is, is be be courageous in this stuff, folks, be courageous and say, wait, but why? And what if, and, and, you know, it, like, like being an MD and recognizing I don't have something that works a hundred percent of the time. Like how, how do you help people in that regard? Right. When you know your own limitations in that, 
and reconciling that, like being okay with that and then pursuing it anyway, right? Like, like, like Bill, you didn't have any guarantees that you were going to stumble on the thing that, that, that could work, but you were willing to at least acknowledge that what you had available to you wasn't a hundred percent available to everybody. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty kind of broad and, and servant leadership thinking, I'd say. Well, it does have a, you know, it obviously clearly starts, in my case, it started with faith. It started with mm-hmm. faith that this is, I, knowing medicine, having all that training and, edu- and experience in, in medicine, I said, okay, here's, here's this world, but I know that world has limitations. The question is, how can you expand that world and bring other uh, elements into that world safely? Now, that's the key, safely bring it into that world. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, acknowledging the willingness and the ability of the person that you're working with to accept that change, that difference <laughs> in what they're normally experiencing. Like the father with his kid. I mean, he, you know, the surgeon says, clean that thumb up, put a graft on it, and that's it. We're done. And the father, and I told the father, you have to accept the fact that it doesn't matter if you sew it back on again, the thumb. If it doesn't work, that's okay because it won't be any worse than it was before. Then you're back to where you were before. But now let's take a chance. <laughs> and it was- well, I'm laughing because it's like, that's really it, right? The willingness to say like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, we kind of, your thumbs off. Like, it's not going to get much worse than that. Like, <laughs> it's a, so it, 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 and I'm laughing because it is very matter of fact. And, and, and I think sometimes we take ourselves too seriously, like like that stepping back and going, okay, well, you know, and, and it, you know, you kind of, we could dive into that and where that comes from. Um, but I love the empowerment message in that also, because, because we do see a little bit of abdication when we're talking about our health and our bodies. And, and there is a tendency to, to abdicate to the um, healthcare professionals or the industry or, or whatever it might be. Um, because it it's it feels outside of our realm of comprehension or or outside of our ability to know or outside of our ability to research or to understand. And and I love that you're encouraging people to think and to say, okay, yes, there's there there's a lot of science went into figuring out that we can sew a thumb back on. And at this stage of it, it's like <laughs> I'll try it, you know, let's see what's, what's possible. And, and, and so it's a nice, it's a very refreshing mix of that. Um, oh, beautiful. So, so what advice can we offer to people who feel like they're, they're sort of stuck in that, like a lot of their life has been structured in more of a traditional lens, particularly as it relates to their health. And they're wanting to start sort of stepping into alternatives, or I'm not even sure what a, a good term is for, for difference, like maybe just how we should be, you know, or how we could be or what's possible, but coming a little bit out of that into more of these subtle spaces, wanting to gain a little bit more dominion um, in terms of how they're holding things and uh, for their own well-being. What advice do you have for them? Well, I think, as you said, uh, if you're stuck, I mean, if you go, there are different worlds. There's the world of conventional medicine and studies at uh, Wharton School of Medicine and their marketing department. They did studies on this, people who rely on the medical system and people who don't. And the people who don't are taking supplements and taking charge of their health. 
they're in charge. The people who are taking supplements are and are listening to you probably are taking charge. <laughs> the rest of the people in the rest of the world are not, they haven't evolved it enough to be able to take that risk. And they're listening to the medical system. I was interviewed the other day and the, the doctor said, well, it's a broken system. I said, it's not a broken system. It is a system. We think it's broken because we would rather be doing something different than what the system <laughs> offers. But if you happen to have your arm ripped off in an accident, you better sew it back on again. You better go back into that system. Mm, it's a very good brilliant. system for what it does. But we need to recognize because it says that it's the only system. That doesn't mean it is. But we have to recognize what its value is. But we can say the same thing about acupuncture. We can say the same thing about homeopathy. We can say the same thing about energetic healing. They all have their place. But if we try to solve all problems with any one system, it's much too complex for that. You have to usually combine things. So I tell folks that the conventional medical system is one house in a village. We need a mm. lot of other houses in that village to be able to do mm. a, a more complete solution. Mm. Beautiful visual. I love that. It, it does take a village. That, that's a great visual. So carry that forward, folks. And and, and and remember, sometimes you just have to kind of step out of that one house to remember that there is a bigger world out there and, and don't and don't have fear about looking into things. You know, I I come from the like we said, the counterintel kind of due diligence background, um, critical thinking, like investigation is in my blood. Um, it's kind of a sickness, you know, deconstructionism. But it's but what it taught me was research has its place. Right. Deconstruction has its place. Learn breaking things down, learning to understand them has its place. Um, and a willingness to say, I don't know everything, right? And maybe there is something out there for me to learn that's different and to entertain things that we might traditionally scoff at, right? That maybe our social spheres or our family spheres or or whatever the case may be or who we think we are is, is positioned in such a way to put us at odds with that. There is no escaping harmonizing everything on this walk. If you want to play the advanced courses here, you have to harmonize everything, which means that if you find yourself scoffing at things that, that don't fit into your current paradigm, you're probably going to find yourself facing them down the road with a little bit more crow on your plate to eat. So sometimes it's better just to say, okay, maybe this is something I could learn about. Challenge yourself to, to get creative in your pursuits, to follow your curiosities, even when they may not make any sense to you and certainly not to anyone else around you. But here's the beautiful thing, that little place that you get to experience inside yourself, the, the sacredness of you and what your wonderment is and the curiosities that you follow, that's just yours. You don't have to share it with anybody else. I choose to share it with the divine in that relationship, but you don't have to. But you also don't have to share it with anybody else. And so there is a place inside our own kind of beingness that we get to just explore things and wonder about things. And instead of running them through everybody else's filter, and I highly recommend um, sitting there for a minute and then seeing where your curiosities lead you, because brilliant, brilliant things come out of that space, as is exemplified by our guest today. And um and it's, and it's wonderful when you can discover that about yourself. So, Bill, thank you for following your curiosities and having the courage to ask questions and to, to want to do better for the people who come to you for assistance and, and not wanting to add to dependencies that, you know, ultimately don't serve all of us. 
Um, so thank you for that. And let's remind folks one more time where they can go to find out more about you. To drpollock.com. That's D-R-P-A-W-L-U-K.com. But don't expect to find any uh, um, shaman there yet. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I, I, you'll find a phenomenal book. And, and so, so I think that uh, our folks are not going to be disappointed in the wealth of information that you bring into that equation. Um, and, and so thank you again for that. And thank you for joining us on the show. And to all of you out there, thank you for listening. We adore you. Make sure that you're signing up for the community. Come get in where you fit in with us. You know, this resonates with you. If you're watching the I Am series, Maybe it's time to come join us at the community. If you're joining us in the community, maybe it's time to take that SIFA class. If you take the SIFA class, maybe it's time to optimize your avatar. However you want to play with us. We have all kinds of options. Um, No excuses. Make sure that you're um, sitting in those spaces and remembering who you are and just how brilliant your light shines. We love you all. Take care of each other. Love each other. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.